time to get geeked up. Time to get geeked up to stand up comics telling you what's up in movies and TV. I know you could feel me. Music and gaming, you know what I'm saying. Comic books and tech, stuff you ain't up on yet. And if you are hooked, we're gonna go and take a closer look. And no show's the same. We always got a different game. Always got a different game. Hey, hey. It's time to get geeked up. What's going on, geeks? Welcome to another episode of the Geeked Up Podcast. I'm Devin Barnes, and with me always is Mr. Social Distance himself, Liam Whaler. Yo, yo, yo! What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the show. Uh, we got a good one for you. We got a weird one. Not even a weird one. A great one for you today. Yes, definitely a, a special episode of the Geeked Up Podcast, perhaps you could say. Yeah, yeah, you know, they got, we just had the big five-year anniversary. We were talking about all the old past guests. I would say we got a good guest on this episode, probably the first guest of the new five years. Yes, our first uh, good call, our first new friend of the uh, next five years, as well as uh, uh, we talked about how we're going to be in the next five years finally doing some new stuff. And I guess this yeah. kind of goes in that category as... Uh, Breaking under the box a little bit here. Not exactly a game time, you know. Sure. Uh, we're not exactly hanging in Coronaville. No, uh, uh, no updated news on uh, uh, an opening of movie theater screenings. So that's right. We're still on the Zoom, but so we are still distancing. But uh, we got no Corona news for you. No pop culture news. We will be doing game times like Liam just said in the future. So email us some ideas, some things you want us to play at the Geeked Up Podcast at gmail.com. Yes, and speaking uh, of the Zoom rooms, definitely going to be bringing those back too as uh, as advertised, potentially with a crossover game time uh, 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 for the fans, interactive game time with the geeks out there, coming soon on our uh, on a Zoom cast. So definitely be on the lookout for that. You know, check out sure, all the man. usual uh, usual geeked up places for all your geeked up info. Make sure and, you're uh, looking up this geeked up podcast, not the other geeked up podcast. <laughs> That's right. Get our info because they they just released a great video talking about the Ninja Turtles, which we for, which we failed to mention. So yeah. <laughs> between both shows, you'll get all of your geek talk. <laughs> that's right. That's right. And maybe one day in the near future, the crossover. Uh, yeah, up, still snubbing us. By the way, we've got the writer and director of a goddamn movie, the Geeked Up Boys, uh, the other Geeked Up Boys, still uh, still the old cold shoulder A, but Don't we're working around. on it. They'll come around. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, like we're saying, too, there's other geeks up out there, but we are on Twitter and YouTube and iTunes, SoundCloud. So find us out there. And, of course, we're on our Facebook page. And I guess that would kind of bring us to today, because if you look at our Facebook page, we did put a trailer up for a movie that just came out on uh, Amazon Prime called Timing. And uh, judging by the trailer, we loved it. <laughs> so. They must have been big fans of the uh, Netflix and chat because, like these two movie critics, well, you got to watch this movie and uh, hear what uh, <laughs> we got to hear what you thought about it. Exactly. So the geeked up stamp of approval for the uh, uh, new feature film timing, which is available on Amazon Prime. 
That's right. right. So we, uh, uh, no, no offense to Netflix, but uh, you can check out from a yeah. No offense to Netflix, but Netflix sign up for the free trial of Amazon Prime and then yeah. cancel immediately after watching the movie. Of course, uh. <laughs> there hasn't been a Netflix movie we've watched yet where uh, we're quoted at the beginning. So <laughs> that's if true. Prime's we can't even get it, our Netflix and chat popcorn flavor out there. I mean, yeah. fuck it's. <laughs> So the movie timing just came out, uh, like we're saying, on Amazon Prime. It stars Mike Cannon and Gracie Carley, and it was written, directed by uh, Alex Anderson, uh, old friend of Liam's from stand-up, and I guess his first uh, directorial debut, and on Prime right now, and we both watched the movie, we really liked it, and we actually get to sit down with Alex on this episode and talk to him about the movie and comedy, open mics, all sorts of stuff. All that good stuff. Uh, catching up with Alex, like Devin said, about his movie and uh, and much more. And I guess with that, we will uh, welcome to the show our good friend and the writer, director, as well as asshole sidekick in the uh, uh, feature film Timing, which is out now on Amazon Prime, uh, exclusively on Amazon Prime. But uh, uh, let's give it up for our main man, Alex Anderson. What's ha- Welcome to the stage. Yeah, that was a very strip club uh, uh, entrance <laughs> that I gave you. Welcome yes. to the stage, Alex Anderson. <laughs> but yeah. so what's going on, buddy? How was the, uh, how's the week been? Uh, fresh feature film released, uh, what, on Monday? So just a couple days ago. Yeah. How's it been? Yeah. Crazy week for you or what? It, it kind of has been, to tell you the truth, because it's been uh... – it, like people have really been responding to the movie and uh, a lot of people reaching out saying they loved it. And I think it's kind of a surprise, you know, people are kind of surprised uh, that they actually kind of like it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That is something that you happen when you get some feedback, like, dude, it was not bad. I got to be honest. Yeah. Like, actually, well, I listened to your podcast and I made it through like first 35 minutes, dude. It was amazing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'll say that uh, I watched it this morning, and uh, I knew I was going to like it just because of the. Uh, I saw the trailer for it and saw the resounding review <laughs> from the Geek Up podcast. Yeah, yes. Devin's half so... responsible for the. Uh... <laughs> He's contractually obligated to claim that he loves it anyway, but. Listen, half the views I think are just that is you gotta at least check it out after that <laughs> resounding review. Yeah, know? I mean if you haven't seen the trailer, but I've proclaimed it best movie about stand up of all time. <laughs> and, and uh Liam, I guess it's worth Coming out strong, that. by the way. I like how that's how you open the trailer with the most like bodacious statement of all time by me. <laughs> are they gonna sneak that one in there kind of after a hilarious canon line or something like I think it's uh, worth pointing out, too, that uh, if you have seen that trailer, it was us. It was this Geeked Up podcast. Yes, that's true. Is there another Geeked Up podcast? Another Geeked Up podcast has emerged. People dabble around. Wow, wow. That is funny. You are the Geeked Up podcast. Exactly. Quite literally, the Geeked Up. They're just a Geeked Up podcast. Unless you go to the website, because they're the Geeked Up website.com. But (laughs) we cover all of that. They They got got the dot com. You snooze, you lose. I didn't get on the Tony Bergman show until recently. I didn't fucking learn. (laughs) <laughs> we'll get into Alex's uh, podcasting and the movie even a little bit later. I guess quickly we'll catch up because Devin and you are just kind of meeting uh, now on the show. Me and Alex are old friends, though, from the stand-up world kind of in which this movie takes place, as well in the moving 
the the professional mover world in which this movie takes place. And then as well, I guess we had yes, another. We had, I, I forgot. What's up? I forgot the professional moving. World. <laughs> yeah, you like know, the opening scene is. Uh, uh, that, that's really the most nostalgic part was from our moving days. But I guess uh, another hilarious failed venture that me and you had, which I guess relates to the movie. But me and you actually had a, uh, had a writing project at once yes. before yes. you finished off the movie. Remember our writing project where we literally yes. put out like four New York City restaurants out of business yes. by trying to – Yes. yes. Devin, me and Alex were trying to do a writing project, and like every time we would agree to meet on a. Because first of all, I lived in Jersey City, he lived in Brooklyn, so it was like we had to meet at a, at a random location in New York. He didn't want to yes. do a bar because we'd have to drink. I didn't want to do a restaurant because it'd be too noisy. So it was like a, a very Seinfeldian disaster. And then we literally settled on a location, and it went out of business three different times. <laughs> <laughs> Like an 80-year-old diner fucking went out. Like a Greek family had run the place since the 30s. Me and you fucking do one writing project there. And like, all right, you know what? Let's. We don't want to subject so the clientele to any more, any so more brainstorming. Time, it was like, you know what? The, uh, the guys have spoken. Dude, <laughs> a, a, a Cadoba went out of business. Like a, like yeah. a multi-million-dollar chain <laughs> yeah, that had exactly. been there for years. That was like, the final straw. We're like, all right, dude. Like the cheesesteak place, I get it. A flimsy diner, uh, heart of the community for uh, almost a century. Whatever. A Qdoba will never fail. <laughs> oh my god. That Qdoba is literally still, by the way, not. It's like a vacant lot on West Fourth Street. We've like we've ruined that piece of property for. <laughs> But I guess you, you know, eventually did get the writing off as you wrote, uh, uh, as well as directed and uh, 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 featured in the movie as well, as we'll get into. But I guess to kind of talk a little, uh, to open up and want to, I guess, just uh, tell people what the whole, what the movie's about. Or give us people, yeah. uh, give people a rundown, give us your, your, your sales job here. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, the initial impetus was I wanted to find a world that hadn't been explored because I heard Brian Koppelman, the Rounders guy, that was uh, the guy who wrote Rounders. Okay. He was like, he's like, yeah, I wanted to show people a world that pe- they hadn't seen. Interesting. And I, and I, at that time, I was like, I don't think they had really seen the early up and cut. You know, I hadn't seen like the before the guy's funny. You know, yeah, yeah, um, for sure. Told in a movie and, and that journey, so I was like, all right, well, that's an interesting world. Um, okay, and that's then, interesting because you weren't because you were obviously at that point, like I just alluded to, but me and Alex did stand up comedy in New York for a long time together, yes. so it was not even necessarily out of the inspiration of like your love and dedication of stand up as much as it was like trying to uh, just get a cool angle on a movie in a world that you knew about and hadn't yeah. really been explored. Yeah, no, totally. I mean, also, I mean, that people don't understand what a hellish, grueling journey that is. Uh, For sure. <laughs> and Devin can attest to. Devin's, uh, yeah, I've, uh, he's been in the I've world my, as well. He actually yeah, moved up and, here uh, to do comedy. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Up here to do comedy. Uh, I had my year one moment. Uh, I was coming off the hot off the trails of leaving Florida. I opened up for Mark Skippy Price. <laughs> from New York now, Epic. baby. I'm gonna miss yeah, that. it's time for the big time. I just crushed on a oh, Mark Skippy. <laughs> Fucking asshole still going by his name from Family Ties. He, like, it's oh, it was his, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, hilarious. Like, Mark, Price, Mark Skippy Green Price. He was no like, way, was Skippy Price. from Family Ties? <laughs> oh, I just thought it was some like uh, hilarious Floridian. I mean, no, Skippy's no, 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 probably no, no. a pretty popular name down in Florida, no, let's be honest. Yeah, there's a lot of comics called Skippy. <laughs> a lot of Skippies down there. Uh, a lot of Skippies. A lot of Skippies. 
but I guess that is kind of one of the uh, 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 reasons the where where I do totally stand by my very bodacious uh, 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 quote to kick off Alex's trailer for the movie timing. But just when you look at other stand-up projects, I guess we can kind of talk crashing had kind of come out a little bit after, like parallel, but yeah. it's, it's a very parallel world and thing that's going on. But up until then, really all of the stand-up comedy movies had been more like biopics or like glamorized kind of, you know, like even funny people is kind of more about the established star. And uh, other yeah. than that, like just really a lot of bad stand-up movies as well. I would say that funny people is like pretty fake and far out there. Crashing is like, you know, again, pretty lame, except for the fact that at least in the first episode, Todd uh, Montesi or Montesi does get a cameo in the first episode. <laughs> That's true. Uh, They're using the real I, New York City uh, 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 up-and-coming like, comics uh, for the... Don't think the uh, Barry Ribs cameo went unnoticed for me in the uh, the bar, <laughs> uh, the restaurant bar. I just, I just... Is that Barry Ribs back there? <laughs> I just added, you know the best part is he just was at that comedy show. <laughs> was hanging out. He was and literally and eating dinner at this thing. There, yeah, and he just happened to be there, and I that actually tracks. <laughs> and, and you know what? I actually overlooked that. But listen, that's a speaking role. I actually added him to IMDb today. No he way. Was, he was, yeah, he was uncredited. Big update, unfair. yeah, because last time we talked, he was uncredited. And no yeah. disrespect to some of the great performances, but I think my hardest laugh of the movie was when Barry Ribs called, uh, demanded the waiter come over. <laughs> <laughs> waiter! Come here. It's like Barry it's Ribs is really going all out into this role, fucking yelling it at was, a random. Listen, it was a massive oversight on my part <laughs> to not include Barry Ribs. You know. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> we'll get into some of the other... Uh, I guess uh, I guess we can get into the cast a little bit now because uh, really you got a lot of really really talented comedians and great performers to be uh, to take part in this movie, man. It's a real like star-studded cast on like the aspiring indie comedian level in a lot yes. of ways. But I guess yeah. the big star, of course, is Mike Cannon, and yep. uh, I guess the romantic lead, Grace Carley. They're kind of Gracie the big Carly. stars. Gracie Carly. Yeah, Gracie e. Carly. Yeah, Gracie oh, nice. Carly. Yep. <laughs> okay, nice. She sounds kind of like a fucking super villain with like a, a, a rhymey kind of name like that. I like it's it. It's a great name. Gracie yep. Carly. Great. That's uh, But they do a great job. Uh, uh, great chemistry. On-screen chemistry. What was it like finding? You really struck gold with like a... Uh, because uh, your movie really depends, especially around canon... But your movie kind of really depends around them. Want to want to talk a little bit about their performances? Yeah, yeah. I mean, a hundred percent. So uh, I knew Mike could do it because he had done this short film that Kyle Fincham had shot, and he was good. It was dramatic. He was good in it, and obviously, he was a funny comic. So I knew he could do both. And then he actually recommended Gracie, and then oh, interesting. Yeah, and to be honest, we shot so much stuff because I didn't know what I was doing, you know? (laughs) I just did it, and we shot... So, like, I was kind of nervous for Mike to see the movie because I ended up taking out so much funny stuff that we shot and ramping up the love story to an 11. Okay, yeah. 
you know, and I was nervous because he had made something that was probably more of a comedy. And then this definitely has comedy in it, but it ended up being like a like a love. I mean, it's a little rom com, which I guess we we can get into Alex Anderson's uh, deep love of the rom com, (laughs) as they've always broken your balls about. uh, (laughs) Like I said, I watched it this morning, and I knew it was a film about comedy, but uh, realizing that it was like a lot of it was about the romantic interest in it. But dude, totally happy. Like Gracie Carly, she was amazing in it. Like, Thank you. She was great. Like, she was great. Pop on, like, leading lady, like, Mike Cannon also. Like, I was definitely investing in the two of them. Uh, For sure. There was little funny things, too. The scene where, uh, and forgive me, guy, I don't have their names written down, but I think it was his roommate and his roommate's girlfriend, where they just wake him up where they're yes. in the kitchen. Yes. Yeah, me, yeah. Like, literally, can I, I watched can this I, movie I, by myself and, like, laughing out loud. I was like, dude, that's such, like, a true... <laughs> <laughs> No, no, and, and to be honest, so a huge getting it to be an actual movie. They did like ten scenes; those two okay. at, that were so freaking funny. They were they were an improv couple, so okay. they were like he was living with improvisers, and they were doing all this kooky. So Brian, the the guy. I, I got to put it out on YouTube because no joke, it's one of the best pieces of acting I've ever. So you know the scene where they're kind of having a fight in the kitchen. Yep. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He interrupts that and is like, "Hey guys, you said you would watch my uh, my characters for my sketch audition," and he does this audition. <laughs> Of like, it's so effing good, <laughs> and I had to cut it because it wasn't working in the movie. You know? Okay, and interesting. It was, it was it like until I did a brutal cut, like the thing wasn't working, so All I right. had to just. Do that this, sounds like, good though for definite, especially in this day uh, day and age of endless content. People are going to yes, want to see some of that, yes. especially oh for Canon, because like I said, yeah. no disrespect for Gracie Carly, who really does an amazing job on the whole. You know, romance, and, and really in, in, in its essence, the movie, like I talked about with Alex, but it's really kind of about the juggling act that a comedian has to go through in order to, like, achieve their, you know, to go through the beginning phases. It's impossible 100%. to do anything else in life. And uh, so it's super important to have, like, a believable couple, and Gracie did a great job. But Canon as well had the double threat, because doing all of the great stand-up as well, you needed to find somebody that was, like, an actual working you know not like a jonah hill pretending to be a comic but like cannon's a great comic that then was able to yeah it's great i mean look uh you you could you probably have enough to like film a special for him you know what i mean did you use jonah hill as your example of uh you know, hilarious <laughs> son of a bitch, but can do a... Well, no, I just mean like a comic <laughs> that like... a huge Jonah Hill fan. This isn't the first time it's <laughs> No, but I mean I just hate... like as a recent guy that had to play a comedian that wasn't necessarily a comedian. You know what I mean? Like part of this movie was for... The comedy was such a big uh, uh, aspect oh. that he needed to do both. To be... to fo- Listen, Mike is a rare talent to be able to do... Uh, to be able to be as funny as he is and to do the drama... Uh, of that level, I mean, look, there aren't many two people. There's not many people who can do it to that level. And yeah, I, I listen. Jonah Hill's actually a pretty good comparison. You yeah, know, in your face, Devin. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> I, listen, there's not. I many you guys that- know each other from the old days. <laughs> look, but I'm standing by it. Fuck you. I mean, it was better. I, I, I didn't. I didn't name drop Tom Hanks for fuck's sake. Who I very well could have from Punchline. 
By the way, just to get into bad comedy movies real quick, I want we'll get back into timing, but I can't let I can't go any further without bringing up. uh, Remember the horrible De Niro comedy movie, not King of Comedy, but the De Niro Billy Crystal. Yes, dude. Was that not one of the worst fucking movies of all time? Just side note, man falls in love with them. I think that movie ends because I've actually seen that movie. I think it ends with him like doing a show in the nursing home. He's like, still got it. <laughs> yeah, um, that is the end. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, I, I, I had to get that in there. Back to Cannon and Gracie. They were great. Way better than De Niro and Crystal. Who I guess are other I people. Told, like, uh, look, they carry the movie. They carry yeah, no, for sure. It was honestly like a Cannon. Daniel Day Lewisian performance for uh, the amount, like scene ratio for Cannon. I mean, was... honestly, like I said, like I watched this morning. And it was a comedy movie. I didn't know it was going to have that thing. And then uh, loved it, by the way. Like, the whole relationship stuff. Devin, as well, is a little bit of a rom-com guy as well. We can... uh... I, uh, (laughs) I, uh, you know, we were the same girl for a long time. And uh, we've had, like, literally, like, conversations that were from that movie. I was like, dude, I remember her. I remember that conversation. (laughs) I also had the realization, I told Liam later on, that, like, I watched the movie. I watched this morning, like, 9 a.m. It was probably, like, 11 when I got done. I smoked a bowl, and I was like, Timing had two different meanings. <laughs> <laughs> timing was their relationship. <laughs> like, what I do with comedy? Comedic timing. timing. Comedy oh. timing. Uh, and then I was like, the timing was. I think I was explaining yeah. it to my girlfriend. I was like, and their yeah. whole timing. I was like, hold on a second. I got to write yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can't. I, no, I'm doing a podcast later. This is the gold right here. <laughs> The best too is someone uh, literally like two months before we released this added a short film called Timing to Amazon and they're beating us in the Amazon like oh, they so, geeked up like, podcast you? They geeked up podcast. But you're on a reaped up boys. Huh? <laughs> yeah, oh exactly. my gosh. Uh, well, but, I got a feeling yours is going to end up blowing them out of the water. I I I just want to address what he says that uh, no, I think you're completely right, man. A- listen, that is anyone who's chased a goal. They've had that. They can relate to that feeling of having those conversations in a relationship, you know. And it is a difficult balance, you know. It really yeah. is. And and whether it's like, and it doesn't matter if it's comedy or you're starting a business or whatever it is. Yeah. No, I mean, a lot of this movie like definitely felt like, and I think the quote does uh, the geeked up podcast quote at the beginning of the trailer really does hold weight because there was so much stuff that like. And again, I've seen a lot of these stand-up movies, and like I think this one like really hit. I don't know if it's like being in New York, but like a lot of it was really like, dude, this is kind of like what it's like. like now, do you, you need to be an ex-Barker aspiring comedian <laughs> to relate to it? I don't know. Time will tell. But me and Devin I mean, definitely <laughs> sold. Uh, we were. I mean, I know you guys, uh, but especially like the Lantern. Like that was when I first moved up here to do comedy. Like I met Liam at a bar we were both fucking working at, and. Liam sent me there for a show to like, go bark outside the lantern. I think he like, worked God. with Zach, Alex. All of us are good friends with Zach. Uh, was oh, the man. first time I was on stage in New York. So, like, every one of those places, the New York Comedy Club, uh, I will say <laughs> that I, the, really the beginning of the movie uh, really dragged me in. Uh, I won't give it away, like, what he was saying for people that want to watch it. But the uh, open mic meltdown, I've had almost, like, and I think everybody okay, that's the... stand-up or open mic, has had that, but I had a very similar breakdown. <laughs> uh, I was there. <laughs> well, you left already, like everybody else, because you knew the guy that was running the room. It was like, I had new friends that moved up here to do comedy, and I, I was kind of showing them around, and everywhere we went, like, I was the last guy pulled, and it was so obvious yeah. that, like, it was, like, bad luck. It, I it, freak in the cave. It was, uh, it was the last show of the night. I think it was the fourth mic we went to. 
And once I realized when like there was like 50 people there, and then it was like 10 people, and I knew I was gonna go last. <laughs> once I left, it was I just uh... <laughs> got blacked out, drunk at the bar, and like went on stage, which I never would do back then, and just went on stage and just like ripped in the whole system of like verbatim. I'm sick of being in basement. I'm sick of fucking like showing up for a four o'clock sign up. <laughs> there's already 30 names on the goddamn list. Like what the fuck? <laughs> like it was. Uh, I'm 25 I, and I could be in the prime of my life having fun right now. I fucking, yeah, no, this is really not cool anymore. My first open mic in New York ever. Neil Constantine had an amazing open mic breakdown, <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> and it was literally. It I like was Neil amazing. too. Neil's great. <laughs> Neil's great, and it was an epic. And actually, I had reached out to him about doing an open mic meltdown because, I, like I said, I filmed way super related. Everybody, no, the movie yeah. actually so many really very accurate uh, uh, New York City like you really nailed the New York City comedy life but real quick the biggest the greatest open mic meltdown that I ever saw and I've had a couple myself but uh, yeah. the greatest one I ever saw actually ironically enough took place from Mike Cannon's uncle uh, uh, Bill Cannon who's a great yeah, comic man. himself and he actually Bill Cannon has a great podcast called Police Off the Cuff with another great comic Mark DeMeo but he's uh, they're both like ex-police officers New York City police officers that now do a podcast talking about it but bill cannon was like a decorated police officer for a long time and then after he retired got into comedy and one time i saw him have a meltdown as like a growing man that was getting bullied by these douchey like young fucking 22 year old oak kids that ran the open mic and would put him up last and like nobody would laugh at his jokes and just like that whole like a uh, clicky kind of aspect of yes, it yes, this yes, like 30 yes. year like veteran of the force just went off on these kids yeah, and then he compared him to his idiot son who me and Devin later met and we're our good friends with uh, Bill Cannon's uh, son Casey actually but he was just oh. like you guys remind me of my stupid son lazy assholes just like <laughs> growing man meltdown was fucking great that's great they're very yeah. very volatile situations that was just like I said though just uh, the open mic scene just one of the very relatable and also shot on location at a lot of you know uh, New York comedy clubs stand up New York just all over New York as well what was it like shooting on the uh, uh, Location? Are we talking? Were you were you like the Beastie Boys guerrilla marketing over there, or what? What's one one hundred percent? So it really was like a Beastie Boys video. No <laughs> permits, running around, just grabbing stuff. You know, I mean, look, we shot on subway platforms. Yeah, that was like, yeah. that's you in know. my notes too. Is that I wrote down because it doesn't look it, man. Like it doesn't look like you guys. Are like, all right, one minute and I'm like, let's go. Like the quality is <laughs> yeah. like very like. Yeah, Cannon and Gracie had that subway platform to themselves, for fuck's sake. Yeah. It was like, oh man, it was. What time uh, was that? Like four in the morning? Yeah. No, it was like ten. And dude, so that platform that was on uh, that was the thirty six Street platform in Sunset Park, okay. which we wanted to be able to shoot across, but we were idiots uh, because there's uh, two, there's three different express trains going both ways, and to get the to get it in there was just it was a nightmare dude like the timing of it was just like yeah yeah it was crazy and it was the end of the day so we couldn't go to another platform and we're like all right we're here we're gonna do this <laughs> and uh yeah i got, listen i also want to just give some credit out to uh savi portillo dude the guy the guy who shot it was now, who is that who's savi portillo he, he, he's the cinematographer who shot this. Okay, he was cool. 20 wow. 
years old, had never shot a feature head. I liked his, I, I found him from, uh, he had shot these awesome skateboarding videos. Okay. And specifically there where he like gets right in on the angle and like it, it adds so much to the emotion. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, dude, I, I mean, big props to him, dude, because like yeah. some of those film angles, like it was straight up like a professional. Like, it was great. It is, man. It was, I mean, great. It was yeah. great. And like that, that well, opening. Like, it really was. That opening shot, like, where at the open mic, I'm like, all right, let's film it. I mean, I would have just said straight on, but then he did, he's like, I'm gonna shoot it from this angle, Super and then up it's close, so, and yeah, and it's so much better. How much better is it? No, for than, sure, like, it really you know, feeds into like the panic and meltdown that you're fucking. And I guess we can kind of get into that real quick. That a uh, uh, big shout out to him for his great work and help. Because you did need, with all due respect, some uh, help on your on this project. Because, like you mentioned, this was actually your first feature yes. as well. So, like, you yes. need to kind of be with a team that knows what you're doing. It was really like a Herculean task for you here, as you wrote the uh, uh, wrote the project. You were the director as well. Like I said, you were the uh, asshole friend. So you were uh, featured in <laughs> yeah. the film, the whole editing. What was it like? The uh, you want to kind of just give us like a little bit of a, a A to Z on the experience. Some of the a highs and lows. The, with the highs and lows. Yeah, I mean uh, A to Z. Basically, I hired uh, I hired a sound guy and I hired a DP. They were the entire crew, and I basically told them, "Hey, I'm focused on story and performance. Okay, so I want the sound. I'm not going to say you you're the professional. You just okay. do it. Okay, and and they did a good job. Yeah, you know they yeah. And then the same with the cinematographer. So all I as the director really had to focus on was sound uh sorry it was story and performance so at that point it was just casting you know my biggest thing was just getting all the people for the right roles and you did a great job there man real home yeah Yeah, thank you thank you thank you and that's and then and then once you get if you if you nail the casting you've done 95 percent of the performance you know that's that's right there, you know. Because I, mean, I guess we can uh, say, quickly uh, just run through the rest of the cast real quick, as I did. Uh, uh, I was going to say, uh, big props to having Tim Dillon in the uh, dinner scene. Yes, yes. he was Dude, hilarious. Yeah. That scene. That was actually the first I've He's seen of great. him. And then Alex yeah. was telling me about him. I've checked his videos out and stuff. He's fucking really funny. Really He's funny uh, yeah, comic there, yeah, Tim Dillon. Like, I appreciate it's Tim Dillon, but uh, dude, great. That was another laugh out loud scene. He's Tim Dillon was in there. Uh, Derek Gaines, uh, great comedy scene yes. for Gaines, just crushing yes. a set. Fucking laugh yes. out loud funny. Josh Accardo's scene, the. Uh, yes. Yes, you know, Miss Cute Dane. Yeah, the, that was fucking laugh out loud funny. Uh, uh, Chris Cotton, RIP to Chris Cotton, oh, really sad whole story yeah. there but he was great so honestly good. man he was i met him so a couple good. times back in the day he was a real funny comic but honestly he was so believe like there's something so likable and believable about him uh, like Absolutely. even compared to some of the other actors that did a great job he was really I, just you know he was great uh, our good friend akash akash yep. sings a great comic akash, and i felt that akash had so much funny stuff that was on the floor just because he was another one like brian mccarthy that bearded guy and amanda van nostrom where they yeah. did so much funny stuff okay the other the other two i want to point out that in the montage where there's like he, he has like roommates yelling like i don't know if you remember that like uh there's just people yelling <laughs> like uh at the beginning of the movie uh, when he's doing like an open mic montage before okay. he meets up with Gracie again, 
There's I, I shot so much hilarious stuff. Then the scene where he's getting like booed on and he was like, I don't give a shit. You know what? It's earlier in the movie and you might okay, not okay. even notice. He just has these roommates yelling about the late rent. And it's it's real brief. <laughs> uh, it's real freaking brief. But they were amazing. Chris Bott and Ava Eisenson uh, were amazing. And I <laughs> They got cut out most of it, but they were just so good, you know? Yeah, um, I want to talk a little bit more about that, but let me just give a couple more quick shout-outs to Kate yeah, Wolf. Kate yeah, Wolf. I was just going to say Kate yeah. Wolf and Akash were really funny. I could definitely see how they could have some stuff get cut because I could see a lot of, a lot of funny scenes with them, just dialogue-based scenes with Akash and Kate ripping on uh, Mike and you guys just having fun. As well, Tom Cassidy was in there, I saw. How about big shout-outs to Sam Rubinoff and, and Lee Paul? <laughs> yes. Yes. No, vital. Uh, a, a show-stealing performance by uh, Lee Paul. So really all in yep. all, man, just super talented. Minuin Hart, throw him in Okay, there. yes. Yep. Uh, yep. Uh, definitely. So yes, just super, super talented people, man, throughout the whole movie. Um, so big shout out there for the casting, uh, like you said. So then what exactly was the, so, so then you shot it all. Like we said, you focused on their performances. So then give us a rundown on the editing process. How did that so go editing, wrong? Did you just film too much and it would have no, been a three I, hour movie if you didn't do like what, what exactly was, was the deal? Two kind of problems. One, actually probably more than that, but yeah, I, I filmed too much, way too much. So it was bloated and it was hard to, it was just this giant and so much good stuff. So it's like, what, how do you mold this into one thing? Uh, the second thing is I was initially, I, I didn't know how to edit and it was too big of a job for the guy I hired to just keep asking for re-edits, re-edits, re-edits. Okay, so yeah. the scenes he was editing were coming out great. But the movie to skull, I kept having to ask stuff. And then also, because of my inexperience, there were gaps in the story. So I had I, two different times I had to ask people, like, I need one more day. Okay, I see. Uh, and, and things like, uh, things like uh, you That's know, the, kinda... I don't want to give much away, but you know the basketball scene? You know the basketball yep. scene? But yeah. When you and Mike didn't... are playing? Yeah, and I didn't get that till the last day, and the movie, and him, and and that wouldn't have worked, you know. Uh, yeah. It wouldn't have worked without that, you know. Yeah, um, you kind of mentioned that the romantic angle kind of evolved a little bit more than you thought as you were shooting. So you, when you first started off, you kind of had a little bit intended to be more focused on the comedy aspect. Yes, and the... yes. It was supposed to be main, like like more comedy with the love story, and then... In doing it, I realized, like, oh, this is the story that's actually resonating. Yeah, it's really not I, much of know. a movie yeah, without the love story, you know what I mean? I, no, like, no. You honestly made the right choice in that. Yeah. Like, uh, I know our fans yeah. would be surprised to hear that we do some editing on this show, and I think your <laughs> editing, especially because you keep saying it's your first directing, first writing for a film, and uh, yeah. dude, it doesn't show, man. Like, it just looks I so appreciate good. that. Thank you. Yeah. I, I get to the Thank editing you. part, especially when, like, you're making a film with buddies of yours and comics. Yeah. I can only imagine it ran so long. I'm glad you didn't take the Liam approach and just uh, cut out all my jokes. <laughs> <laughs> I know, there would have been a lot more Alex Anderson in there if I were you. If it was a... <laughs> You know the movie's about me. <laughs> well, you know what ends up being hilarious is I have all these great freaking actors, and then I'm like, I, I, you know, I get the job done, but I'm not a great actor. <laughs> but I end up because I, I cast myself to be this utility guy because you can't always have everybody. I'm like, worst case scenario, I can just shoot something with Mike, and I'm in the movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
you know what I mean? And then and then that ends up being all these vital things that actually get the story together. And so I end up being in it more than these like Brian and Amanda. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. very funny you know? too because like I yeah. thought your role was yeah. like pretty hilarious in it too. Thank you. As like the ball busting friend. And I'm going to be honest, too, it yeah. was like 20 minutes into recording this that I realized that was you. And I was like, <laughs> much like the title of the film, I was like, wait a second. Dude, He's saying his name is Alex. Uh, I know he Mike's name is Mike. Is this I literal? Keep, or? I keep forgetting I'm in the movie, right? And then <laughs> You honestly did a great like, job, too, man, in all honesty. I thought you were great you. as well. Thank really, you. I appreciate that, man. Really I appreciate funny. that. But yeah, I forget. That, that's what's going to get edited out. <laughs> <laughs> that laugh is going to get put You're into a uh, after one of my jokes yeah, i can yeah, assure yeah. you but. <laughs> yeah. um, i will say this though i was wondering this like watching this and like you were saying like first directing first uh, writing yeah. uh did you have mike uh, in mind when you were writing this because i did i were very egotistical sons of bitches like if i'm writing a movie about doing stand-up and Loves. Yeah. The main character's name is Devin. <laughs> yeah. Starring Devin Barnes. Uh, yeah, written, written by Devin Barnes. I mean, you're so close by. to pulling off the Hitchhawk. Why'd you let Cannon fucking take the lead on you? I mean. Well, I'll tell you this. I'm not a good enough stand-up. You know, he has to be good at the end. I, I, I was like, I want it. I want you to see this journey. It takes place over, you know, six years. Uh, Interesting. You know, and, and, and I so was, is that really the main reason why that you were uh, – no, I also I wanted to focus on directing and like and okay. focus on that aspect of it, but that was the main. I, I but no disrespect have, though, even like if I didn't. That is a very astute thing though to make sure that the person did it is like a monster comedian because it does come across at the end where like it's you know what I mean like you totally. the movie wouldn't work as well if the comic wasn't really funny uh, as funny. Oh. Not that you weren't a great comic, but it just like you know helps to have. No. Uh, no, I mean definitely not at Mike's level. Yeah, uh, and uh, and he no I. I to be honest with you, it was, you know, here's a crazy story. I so I wrote this in L.A., told everyone I was going back to New York to make it, and I hadn't told Mike about it, and I only would have done it with Mike. So, <laughs> but I wanted to tell him in person. Oh, so I, mean, I flew, I flew across the city as a grunt country, come I mean, back, and he can't meet for like two weeks or something. So I'm like, all right, I guess, uh, I guess I'll work. Wow. On were you yeah. nervous then, that he wasn't going to do it, or what I was, was the story? Nervous. Yeah, I was nervous. And then uh, we met, and I told him, and and uh, he had been wanting to act more, and he said yes, thankfully, and he gave a chunk of time. Uh, yeah, I mean, dude, I I, I would have just had to fly back, I guess. <laughs> we were like, look, I, I it would have you would have gotten me, and it would have totally failed. But I would have been down. I mean, it's Mike Cannon. Yeah, yeah. Well, I figured. So one of the reasons we did the same names was because uh, – I know, love that, by the way. Exactly. Well, we used – you know, we used so, – I mean, they weren't all the same names, but he uh, – he, we used him doing real shows. So exactly. for, to bring him up as Mike Cannon was just easier. And it's like, hey, if people watch the movie, they should go see him in shows. Let's yeah, for that. sure. Uh, a lot of that, too, would make it easier for a film like this that uh... – Gracie's name was Gracie in the movie. Mike's name was Mike. You know, it made I feel like for you, it would make it flow easier. That like, all right, now you're Tom and yeah. you're Carla. It's like, <laughs> yeah. One other thing I just want to say about the performances, because this people might find this interesting, is uh, the movie was improvised. So that's one of the reason we were able to get such good performances. Was so that, that writing credit's a little loose. <laughs> it's a little loose. I mean, look, uh, look. So I mean, it's I a very Larry David approach that we took, 100%. that you took here. I mean, it was a hundred percent, 
hundred percent. But but there would be there. I mean, we got so much great stuff. Obviously, that was improvised. The the outline was me. But there would be times where I would look. We would do scenes like three or four different ways, and I would say, "Hey, we need this way." And I need uh, there would be lines I would be feeding some. Like I need this line. Yeah, because you know? yeah. there were certain things that just had to be in it. Sure. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, I think like, if you example, have those last... kind of comedians and performers in your movie, like, why write yeah. Akash and Kate specific things to say as opposed to just letting them, you know what I mean? Totally, totally. And that's, but that's also why you're going to get a great, like, there's directors, the Duplass brothers, uh, Joe Swamberg. It, that's why you get such great naturalistic performances. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's Pierre Arstey Anderson. Nah, nah. But because it's not, it's not people acting. You know, it's people like, you know they can yeah. really get into it and listen. Yes. Well, yes let me ask you because uh, you did have canon in it, and uh, you said throughout the film it does show you like what year it is uh, during his career in comedy. At the end, yes. he's pretty established. You, you guys do have that great scene at the basketball court of being like, I don't know, it's not exactly what I thought it would be. Yeah. Some parts are. Some parts. Now the year ones. Did you have him like look up some of his like old jokes when he first started doing? I comedy? made him do them. I, I, I was friends, yeah. <laughs> Mike and I, Mike and I met literally. Uh, I was probably three or four months into comedy. I was barking in Times Square, and Mike was not good at comedy, but I thought he was really fun. I thought he was a maniac <laughs> because of the bits he was doing on stage, sure. i.e. The, the impression of Jerry Seinfeld. but That was a real joke for him. That was such a great, like, bad yes, open yes, mic joke. Yes, that it was, yes, that was, yes. <laughs> And I thought it was, I still think the joke is hilarious. I mean, <laughs> I know it's not funny, but I love it. I love it. So yeah. what's the deal with still uh, baby? That's a very good point. Yeah, I mean, all the tags definitely win me over. Uh, it's not yeah, as good as a gummy yeah, bear. I think about like some of the stuff I did, where, like when I first started comedy, and didn't realize because there's the great part of the Bringer show too. I didn't realize like I was like obviously when we all started, and especially when I was in Florida, a lot of those shows were Bringers. Uh, I didn't like really accept the fact like when I was first starting that like you know I think most of us was like I brought all these people to watch the show got laughs and i was like man i'm fucking killing it in comedy like what's everyone talking about this so, <laughs> isn't uh, hard and then like cringe to hear about like some of the jokes i had there's this, <laughs> this youtube video that someone filmed oh, the first oh. time i'm like, wearing like cargo shorts and flip-flops <laughs> oh, oh. And you want to give us one of your uh one of your all-time worst bits or i'm like well folks that's all i got the host is like let's let him do one more and, the like, Yay! and i'm like no, that was it. <laughs> that was Literally, all. that's yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, that's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, to me, I had a joke. I was very proud of uh, my mom put my cat down. And then we had similar symptoms. We both have a lot of diarrhea. We're sleeping all the time. <laughs> now I'm afraid my mom's going to come down and put me down. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was yeah. one of my uh, check. Totally. Yeah. That one totally. Got, uh, I was never able to figure out my fortune cookie joke about how Chinese people were so smart because they uh, <laughs> quite because they read yes. for dessert. <laughs> I remember this joke. I remember. Th- I remember. You I mean, I mean, math and re- math and reading on the back side of the. Uh, Hey, would you like some cake? No, how about some deeply philosophical literature? It's a, it hasn't gotten any yeah. funnier, but I haven't. Uh... Yeah, there's something there. I don't know, but it's just not. My favorite Liam Whalen joke is uh, from back in the day that didn't work, but I liked it. 
was uh and, and you know the one has, has anyone here ever jacked off and immediately needed a gatorade <laughs> that was my opener has any ever jerked off so hard you get done you need a gatorade <laughs> Dude, I lost so more electrolytes than semen on this. But, I uh, don't know. No, there was no second line. <laughs> I know. There. I added the tag after like years. Don't we all, though, have yeah. those? Because uh, there's another great scene in your movie, too, where the guy, I think it's at New York Comedy Club, where he's telling him, like, you know, I thought you were this kind of comic and yeah. uh, should have been yeah. that. And I, mean, I think we've the all. The great Mike Feeney, by the way. We left yes, him yes, out of the yes, great yes. Oh, yeah, great Mike, Mike yeah, Feeney. Feeney as well. I think uh, we've yeah. all had that joke. I remember, like, one of the earlier hosts I worked with was just like, uh, don't be another blowjob uh, com- comedian. And I was like, oh. Uh, I wish I, I got that advice, dude. I started in Jersey. My, uh, it was always like more blowjob and racist jokes. Is a- I had a similar joke, Liam, where I was like, if you're an alcoholic, and oh, I'm sorry, if you drink by yourself, you're an alcoholic. And if you uh, smoke pot by yourself, you're a pothead. That's why every day at 4.30, I uh, knock on my neighbor's door with a uh, some lube and tissues. <laughs> I'm not as alcoholic. Mind if nice. I jerk off in your living room? Nice. That's Mike right. Skippy Green is still doing that one, by the way. He fucking stole that <laughs> yeah, from your feature yeah, yeah, set. Yeah. and he's. <laughs> How about you, Alex? Do you have any moments that really stand out, not necessarily from your set, but from your uh, our, our days in stand-up? Like the opening scene, not, uh, not the uh, canon open mic scene, but the first real scene of the movie, I'd say, opens up with the pretty hilarious cringe moment of stand-up past. That was actually yeah, a true story I- from you, wasn't it? Uh, what the open mic thing? No, like, no, no the the other scene. Yes, yes, yes. That so that that uh, there's something that happened at the audience. Uh, I mean, it's in the trailer, so we can spoil it. Um, okay, watch, watch the trailer, everybody. <laughs> oh, uh, it's some of the hand applause. Yes, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. So essentially, Ooh. was essentially this is you know we won't we're not gonna we we've done a good job not spoiling the movie, so I don't mind saying this, but. Uh, Bradley Cooper. Show, uh, Bradley Cooper at, dies at the end. At a show in in Charlie's, which is the worst room I've ever performed in. <laughs> that was mine. Not. That was that was one of mine. Oh, I ran that one. Oh, in by times, far the worst oh, comedy club ever. Not even not even in Times Square, but an avenue outside of Times Square. So <laughs> just a block like away from the Port Authority. Way. It's just Port Authority yeah. traffic. Atrocious. Is this where Times Square is now? To one block north of Times Square. Yeah, one block north. Much worse room. Dude, it had a karaoke mic for the thing. The mic, the sound system was atrocious. Everybody was so spread out. So you can even have 10 people there, but it's like yeah. the massive. So there was no like cohesion. I'm hosting. I tell I'm trying to build some cohesion. I'm saying I'm not going to start the show till everybody starts clapping. Everybody's kind of lukewarm clapping. I rev them up. I rev. Come on, we need more. (laughs) This one guy's refusing. Finally, I'm like, look, I'm not starting the show until you clap. We're having a staring contest. And then he slowly, he actually had one arm and then one not arm. And he just slowly clapped while death glaring me. I should have addressed it as the host. I decide. Oh, hilarious. I bring up the comedian. Your first I comic, I Zach say it might have been Gaines. I want to say it might have been Gaines. It's like, what was that? What was that? You're not going to address that. You're not going to address that. <laughs> <laughs> we're, uh, 
Yeah, you're going to want to mention the uh, the one-armed stare down from oh, all the rules of like comedy etiquette and whatnot. Like you oh, did yeah. that. And oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Really happened, man. It really happened. It was nuts. It was nuts. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, all I mean, sorts of uh, uh, and just one of many just rock bottom stories in the world of stand up comedy that get explored in the great feature film timing. I guess yeah. let's just kind of finish off, I guess, from the whole A to Z. We've kind of gotten through uh, uh, S&T by now. But I guess so we've uh, uh, wrote it. You shot it. We've worked on the editing and all that. Now give us the uh, release whole process, especially here in Coronaville, as me and Devin yeah. uh, like to hang out. Did we have some effects with your movie uh, uh, supposed to be released? Yeah, the, or- the original time frame was more in May, right? Wait, oh, wait. So our initial, so what we were going to do, I mean, we were going to do film festivals uh, and build up a little bit of buzz and legitimacy. I mean, when you don't have name actors in a movie, you got to kind of get some legitimacy. Yep. Uh, I, mean, I, saw Barry, I saw Barry rip. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, luckily he puts us, us the asses in the seats, folks. <laughs> I, I mean, look, lucky for us, I mean, versus another indie film, it's set in comedy. So comedy fans, there actually are names. For sure. You know, And you could a do a killer fan. show to promote, like do a film festival. Oh. And then have fucking Josh and Gaines and fucking you know totally. I mean these guys were totally. but totally. Uh, uh, but so basically uh, you know the film fe- it got into a couple film festivals it was gonna premiere at Peak Skill Film Festival no. uh, it didn't uh, obviously everything's canceled so I was like look let's just put it on let's get it up on Prime let's promote it let's get the algorithm working for us so if you want please let it play on Prime rate it highly we're trying to, that and listen if we get the algorithm going. It'll start. It'll start to know who liked it, and it'll start suggesting it. You know, for sure. good for you too by uh, playing it so nonchalant, Mister Hollywood. Let's just get it up on Prime. <laughs> I know. Just, just I get those legs up and let the algorithm the start kicking in. The trailer. <laughs> like, we made it, baby. <laughs> now, That's true. Uh, let's just throw it up uh, on Prime. I'm willing to retire <laughs> as a success in the business. Then my. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> but uh, yeah. good on you, man. Like it's uh. The movie's amazing. I, listen, uh, thank you. Thank you for watching it. Yeah, man, in all honesty, I, I really can't speak highly enough of it as a, a stand-up comedy-based movie. Look into the world. Look into the coming-of-age story of what it takes to be a, com- a comedian, the juggling yeah. act of being a comedian and yeah. all that. Just a real, truthful, realistic, no, insightful look at the whole process. If anybody's ever done comedy, and especially in New York, this movie will resonate with you. 100%. Like, the relationship conflict. Because, dude, like, this was a... Uh, this, yep. uh, there was conversations. There was parts of this movie that I literally related to, like, yes. so many yeah. different parts of it. Yes. No, I, I hadn't thought I... about it from outside the comedian world, but you're right. I guess that can be applied to oh, <laughs> as people have yeah. other uh, goals. Anyone who's uh, tried to achieve something and had, you know, that bout, the sacrifices is going to relate to this movie. Maybe Absolutely. that's ever tried to achieve anything while their anchor girlfriend yeah. held them down. Was a... <laughs> <laughs> I'll be done in a minute, babe. Look, look. Gracie, Gracie, super supportive, man, as yeah. a girlfriend. As you know, Tim as Dillon pointed like, out, oh, dude, I wouldn't be able to. an anchor. Uh, She's what? almost the uh, quintessential, like, too cool of, like, the Cheryl from uh, Crew Enthusiasm. I was like, yeah. Oh, <laughs> I know ADH ain't putting up with that shit. Listen, she gives some pushback. She gives no, some pushback. No, no, no. I don't mean to say yeah, that she yeah, takes yeah. back. I, yeah. she's, uh, women, yeah. women have actually really, women, have, like, some of the reviews on Amazon and some of the women who have reached yeah. out to me have The birthday scene is a great example of where she was. So good. I think that's really what hit with me. I was like, dude, I feel like I'm 
is that it was so good. The birthday scene. They were great. They were amazing, uh, dude. Listen, you remember the pack with you, he was like, you didn't tell me to like, go watch your set. He was like, nah. nah, nah. <laughs> like, it, it all made so much sense. Like it really is like a true like yeah. And, comedian, and comedians' like, feedback. Look, comedians' feedback. I was nervous about how comedians were gonna like uh, respond to it, but it's been it's actually blown me away. What they've everyone has been, of course, because like. They relate. It, yeah. it really is true. It really is true to yeah, life. For sure. Oh, buddy. Yeah. I mean, like, it really was. Dare I ask you, Anderson, uh, uh, what's uh, what's next? Do you have anything else in the works? Uh, I know uh, Liam told me you have a podcast that you're doing. I'm doing a podcast about self distribution that I'm hoping gets uh, gets up in the next uh, in the next ten days. I'm I gotta <laughs> do. I, I have the next one scheduled, and I'm at. I want to put th- the first three out at the same time. Okay. And then uh, I mean, there's kind just, of a little bit of a pressure for it to be uh, uh, well received by the audience when it's all about audience reception. You know what I mean? It's really kind of a yeah. You, gotta, yeah, you really got to yeah. distribute uh, distribute it pretty good for it to be. Yeah, yeah. No, but that's yeah. a really cool. Uh, uh, and there's a great guest feature on one of the early episodes. I'd like to say yes. <laughs> Liam may or may not be the first guest. He may may or may not be my Bill Murray to my spoiler Letterman. But uh, in all honesty, it's a real cool concept for a show that's more available anytime. (laughs) (laughs) But it's more like an industry-based show, like you're saying about obviously some comedy and stuff worked in there. Yeah, it's you, and then uh, the other, the co-host is your uh, production partner, right? Yep, Kane Quaynot. Yep, Kane, the great Kane Quaynot. And you guys are going to be focusing on some more industry stuff with some industry. We're we're focused. Listen, we want to talk to artists and entrepreneurs who have a focus on self distribution and building audiences. You know, that's it's a time where the gatekeepers for everything, whether you're whether you're trying to release a film or grow a podcast, which you know used to be radio or sell mattresses, and you had you know ever the gatekeepers are gone. Yeah, you know, it's uh, yeah, man, it's very true. Yeah, so it's uh, that that really is the focus of the podcast. Is He's, just think you'll throw yourself into another project like this again i do i do i'm writing right now i've got a couple different things um yeah i'm trying to get this as seen as possible um, okay i'll really let you know that, that uh, i'm not married to this beard so <laughs> whatever, uh, whatever you need from he me he looks great uh, in a wig I, too if you want to see some I long agree. hair I'm, uh, I'm a blank canvas fresh shave long hair he's all good Listen, I've been thinking that though. I gotta go right, you know. Yeah, I feel inspired after this <laughs> podcast episode. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Now, are you? Because uh, as well, I just happen to know that you as well always had a fondness for like TV writing. Would you stick in the feature? Because even what you're saying kind of describes maybe would have played pretty good as like a little I, mini series. I think that was initially what you kind of were going for, even. I don't know totally. Uh, I, I honestly, it kind of depends on the cash I have available. So, okay, so I mean, I I'm pretty trans. If I is it more it expensive to do a TV show or a movie? It, it it kind of is because basically the expense is shooting days. Um, How long did it take you to shoot? By the way, were you? We shot for we did probably I think eleven days total. Okay, roughly. cool. Um, wow, that's yeah, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We and we did listen. We could have shot it in seven days if I knew what I was doing, you know. <laughs> um, but we shot. Day, there are literally days that we shot where nothing made it in, and we have great. And I wish that wasn't the case, but it's it's true. Well, it's, it's all for the DVD, which will be yes. uh, 
Yes. <laughs> but, right. but, but yeah, no, I, I have I have an idea for a TV show that I would love to shoot, and then I have an idea for a movie, and it kind of depends, whatever, and I'm writing them both at the same time, and whatever I have cash for, that's what I'm going to shoot next. So. Nice, yeah. man. Yep. Well, definitely check it out, everybody. Like I said, me and Devin uh, both can't recommend it highly enough. It's called Timing on Amazon Prime. And definitely... and thank you for your quote, guys. Uh, you know, and listen, it really adds some legitimate. <laughs> it adds some pop to that trailer, man. I wonder. I, 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 I uh, Alex edited out my dot dot dot, and I'm looking right at you, punchline. But uh, <laughs> but he kept it. I'm best also of... glad uh, he edited out the uh, Liam Whalen part, so I can still text my friend. But <laughs> yes, the trailer for an Amazon movie. Yes, um, yes, yes. You know what the uh, the the guy who edited the trailer, and I should. Anthony and I'm, I can't pronounce his last name. I would love to. He did a freaking great job editing the trailer, and yeah, he did that. He removed Liam's name. Um, I kind of want to. <laughs> I didn't realize. Uh, perfect. That's Don't cool. Yeah, you heard from my lawyers. There, that <laughs> yeah, wasn't yeah, a cool yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. He did a great. Yeah, he really did a good job. Because like, that's another bad. trailer. You know, it gets people actually clicking. Yeah, the trailer is actually up as well on uh, the Geeked Up Podcast Facebook page. So everybody yes. can check out our uh, – yes. check out the trailer through our page, all the it geeks. Is. And Alex, honestly, man, once again, just want to give you a big uh, congratulations. Amazing job. Definitely everybody go out and check out Timing on Amazon Prime. I think it gets you gets uh, Rudy's dad. No, <laughs> yeah, I'm yes. definitely giving a big uh, – a Netflix and chat, Big Stone Cold, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, yes. His name is Alex Anderson. His movie is called Timing. Wrote and directed it. Guys, check it out. Alex, thank you so much for being on this episode. Thank you for having uh, me, guys. Buddy, anytime. Uh, a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Next time we're going to get you back and talk some Sandler yeah. and uh, some yes. hilarious yeah, comedy yeah. of the 90s. And I had but... a great time on the, the, the Zoom hang I did with you guys, too. Yes. Yes. I did it on a Zoom hang. Yeah, yeah. I brought up talking about comedy, bad, all-time comedy bad guys. So. Okay, nice. Yeah. <laughs> nice. I forgot about that. We talked oh, about yeah. Yeah, the uh, Happy Gilmore villain. Yes, yes, world class. Yeah, no, Shooter guys. McGavin, Shooter definitely McGavin. the best. Only to be outdone yeah. by the same guy I, as the coach in Celtic Pride, but <laughs> I, I no, I think the number one if you got if you go for funniest is Doctor Evil. I mean, that's a tough. That's a tough. And I'm. I, I mean, that's Happy a good Gilmore. call. Actually, I hadn't really thought about it. Lord He's so Michael's, much the lead, uh, but Dolan, yeah. Dana Carvey, Laura. I know it's nuts. <laughs> it's nuts. All right. Well, uh, I guess with that, we'll definitely check Alex later. And uh, thank you, guys. Yes, thank you so much, brother. Thanks we'll definitely talk soon, man. Sounds good, brother. Great job, man. Later, guys. Nice to be. Yep. Later. Bye. All right. Deuces, indeed, Alex. Deuces, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so yeah, that was our interview with Alex Anderson. Uh, like we've said multiple times, we love the movie, so check it out. And best uh, movie about stand-up of all time. Geeked up podcast. Yeah. <laughs> So it's just funny hearing all like the different open mic tell stories and whatnot. But <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, like I said, we're definitely real fun and nostalgic for us in the comedy world. But definitely, mm-hmm. I think uh, a relatable and fun story for everybody that hasn't that doesn't have uh, open mics gone awry in their life. <laughs> you like it too. But uh, yeah, uh, definitely absolutely. check it out, honestly. A really good uh, – and we've heard already, like we said, some uh, positive feedback from some of the geeks that got hooked in by the epic quote on our trailer and have already even uh, watched the movie prior to us uh, talking with Alex. So uh, uh, we've liked it. We're not the only ones. So definitely check it out. Timing Amazon Prime. Correct. And check out everything out we're doing, uh, everything on our Facebook page, Geeked Up Podcast. we still got more – 
Coronaville episodes coming out for you guys. We got yeah, don't forget about us in this whole, you know, Alex's yeah. movie's cool, but, you know, we've got a whole catalog on the SoundCloud to check out as well. So. Well, we'll be going back to uh, Netflix and chatting soon, so keep a Yes, we've got you. Eurovision with Will Ferrell coming up. Uh, a different kind of movie than Alex's, but... Uh, uh, <laughs> A comedy, a comedy nonetheless. A comedy nonetheless, however. But uh, uh, Eurovision uh, coming up on our next Netflix and chat. And definitely, like we were talking about, even at the uh, open of the episode, expect some uh, game times and more cool mm. stuff like this with uh, uh, you know interviews and just hanging out with some of our other geeked friends over the next uh, five years and beyond of the Geeked Up podcast. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah, once again, big thanks to Alex Anderson. Uh, that'll be it for this episode. I'm Devin Barnes. That's Liam Whalen. And if you're not working tomorrow, why don't you go ahead and get yeeked up? Boo baby. Boo hey, baby. It's time to get yeeked up. Woo. What's up, y'all? This is Mr. Woo Baby himself, Andre Davi. You're listening to the Geeked Up Podcast on SoundCloud. Yeah, and I'm still taking those episodes and emails, y'all. Woo! Music and gaming, you know what I'm saying. Comic books and tech, stuff you ain't up on.